Chapter One of Jewish Children by Shalom Alechem. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Jewish Children, Yiddish Kinder by Shalom Alechem, translated by Hannah Berman and read by Adrian Pretzelis. Chapter One: A Page from the Song of Songs. Bussy is a name. It is the short for Esther Libba. Libasa? Bussy. She is a year older than I, perhaps two years, and both of us together are no more than twenty years old. Now, if you please, sit down and think it out for yourself. How old am I, and how old is she? But it is no matter. I will rather give you her history in a few words. My older brother, Benny, lived in a village. He had a mill. He could shoot with a gun, ride on a horse, and swim like a devil. One summer he was bathing in the river, and was drowned. Of him they said the proverb had been invented, All good swimmers are drowned. He left after him the mill, two horses, a young widow, and one child. The mill was neglected. The horses were sold. The young widow married again and went away somewhere far and the child was brought to us. The child was Bussy. That my father loves Bussy as if she were his own child, and that my mother frets over her as if she were an only daughter, is readily understood. They look upon her as their comfort in their great sorrow. And I? Why is it that when I come from Cheda and do not find Bussy, I cannot eat? And when Bussy comes in, there shines a light in every corner. When Bussy talks to me, I drop my eyes. And when she laughs at me, I weep. And when she... I waited long for the dear good feast of Passover. I would be free then. I would play with Bussy in nuts, and run about in the open, go down the hill to the river, and show her the ducks in the water. When I tell her, she does not believe me. She laughs, she never believes me. That is, she says nothing, but she laughs, and I hate to be laughed at. She does not believe that I can climb to the highest tree if I like. She does not believe that I can shoot, if I have anything to shoot with. When the Passover comes, the dear good Passover, and we can go out in the free open air, away from my father and mother, I shall show her such tricks that she will go wild. The dear good Passover has come. They dress us both in kingly clothes. Everything we wear shines and sparkles and glitters. I look at Bussy, and I think of the song of songs that I learned for the Passover, verse by verse. Behold, thou art fair, my love. Behold, thou art fair, thou hast dove's eyes within thy locks. Thy hair is as a flock of goats that appear from Mount Gilead. Thy teeth are like a flock of sheep that are even shorn, which come up from the washing, whereof every one bear twins, and none is barren among them. Thy lips are like a thread of scarlet, and thy speech is comely. Thy temples are like a piece of pomegranate within thy locks. But tell me, please, why is it that one looks at Bussy one is reminded of the Song of Songs, 
and when one reads the Song of Songs, Bussy rises to one's mind. A beautiful Passover Eve, bright and warm. Shall we go? asks Bussy, and I am all afire. My mother does not spare the nuts. She fills our pockets, but she makes us promise that we will not crack a single one before the Seder. We may play with them as much as we like. We run off. The nuts rattle as we go. It is beautiful and fine out of doors. The sun is already high in the heavens, and is looking down on the other side of the town. Everything is broad and comfortable and soft and free around and about. In places, on the hill and the other side of the synagogue, one sees a little blade of grass, fresh and green and living. Screaming and fluttering their wings, there fly past us, over our heads, a swarm of young swallows. And again I am reminded of the song of songs I learned at school. The flowers appear on the earth, the time of the singing of birds is come, and the voice of the turtle is heard in our land. I feel curiously light. I imagine I have wings, and can rise up and fly away. A curious noise comes from town, a roaring, a rushing, a tumult. In a moment the face of the world is changed for me. Our farm is a courtyard, our house is a palace. I am a prince, bussy, a princess. The logs of wood that lie at our door are the cedars and firs of the Song of Songs. The cat that is warming herself in the sun near the door is a roe or a young heart. And the hill on the other side of the synagogue is the mountain of Lebanon. The women and the girls who are washing and scrubbing and making everything clean for the Passover are the daughters of Jerusalem. Everything, everything is from the Song of Songs. I walk about with my hands in my pockets. The nuts shake and rattle. Bussy walks beside me, step by step. I cannot go slowly. I am carried along. I want to fly, to soar through the air like an eagle. I let myself go. Bussy follows me. I jump from one log of wood to the other. Bussy jumps up after me. I am up, she is up. I am down, she is down. Who will tire first? How long is this to last? asks Bussy. And I answer her in the words of the Song of Songs. Until the day break, and the shadows flee away. Ba, 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 you are tired and I am not. I am glad that Bussy does not know what I know. And I am sorry for her. My heart aches for her. I imagine she is sorrowful. That is her nature. She is glad and joyous, and suddenly she sits down in a corner and weeps silently. My mother comforts her, and my father showers kisses on her. But it is useless. Bussy weeps until she is exhausted. For whom? For her father who died so young? Or for her mother who married again and went off without a good-bye? Ah, her mother! When one speaks of her mother to her, she turns all colours. She does not believe in her mother, she does not say an unkind word of her, but she does not believe in her. Of that I am sure. I cannot bear to see Bussy weeping. I sit down beside her and try to distract her thoughts from herself. 
I keep my hands in my pockets, rattle my nuts and say to her, "'Guess what I can do if I like?' "'What can you do?' "'If I like, all your nuts will belong to me. Will you win them off me?' "'We shall not even begin to play.' "'Then will you take them from me?' "'No, they will come to me of themselves.' She lifts her beautiful blue eyes to me, her beautiful blue song-of-song eyes. I say to her, "'You think I am jesting, little fool. I know certain magic words.' She opens her eyes still wider. I feel big. I explain myself to her like a great man, a hero. We boys know everything. There is a boy at school, Shaika, the blind one we call him. He's blind of one eye. He knows everything in the world, even Kabbalah. Do you know what Kabbalah is? No. How am I to know? I am in the seventh heaven, because I can give her a lecture on Kabbalah. Kabbalah, little fool, is a thing that is useful. By means of Kabbalah I can make myself invisible to you, whilst I can see you. By means of Kabbalah I can draw wine from a stone, and gold from a wall. By means of Kabbalah I can manage that we too shall rise up into the clouds, and even higher than the clouds. To rise up in the air with Bussy by means of Kabbalah into the clouds, and higher than the clouds, and fly with her far, far over the ocean, that was one of my best dreams. There, on the other side of the ocean, live the dwarfs who are descended from the giants of King David's time, the dwarfs who are, in reality, good-natured folks. They live on sweets and milk of almonds, and play all day on little lutes, and dance all together in a ring, romping about. They are afraid of nothing, and are fond of strangers. When a man comes to them from our world, they give him plenty to eat and drink, dress him in the finest garments, and load him with gold and silver ornaments. Before he leaves, they fill his pockets with diamonds and rubies, which are to be found in their streets like mud in ours. Like mud in the streets? Well, said Bussy to me when I had told her all about the dwarfs, do you not believe it? Do you believe it? Why not? Where did you hear it? Where? At school. Ah, at school. The sun sank lower and lower, tinting the sky with red gold. The gold was reflected in Bussy's eyes. They were bathed in gold. I want very much to surprise Bussy with Shaika's tricks, which I can imitate by means of Kabbalah. But they do not surprise her. On the contrary, I think they amuse her. Why else does she show me her pearl-white teeth? I am a little annoyed, and I say to her, Maybe you do not believe me. Bussy laughs. Maybe you think I am boasting, or that I am inventing lies out of my own head. Bussy laughs louder. Oh, in that case I must show her. I know how. I say to her, The thing is, you do not know what Kabbalah means. If you knew what Kabbalah was, you would not laugh. By means of Kabbalah, if I like, I can bring your mother here. Yes, yes, 
and if you beg hard of me, I will bring her this very night riding on a stick. All at once she stops laughing. A cloud settles on her beautiful face, and I imagine that the sun has disappeared. No more sun, no more day. I am afraid I went a little too far. I had no right to pain her, to speak of her mother. I am sorry for the whole thing. I must wipe it out. I must ask her forgiveness. I creep close to her. She turns away from me. I try to take her hand. I wish to say to her in the words of the Song of Songs, Return, return, O Sulamite Bussy. Suddenly a voice called from the house, Shemak, Shemak. I am Shemak. My mother is calling me to go to the synagogue with father. To go to the synagogue with one's father on the Passover Eve. Is there in the world a greater pleasure than that? What is it worth to be dressed in new clothes from head to foot and to show off before one's friends? Then the prayers themselves, the first festival evening prayer and blessing. Ah, how many luxuries has the good God prepared for his Jewish children? Shimak, Shimak! My mother has no time. I'm coming, I'm coming in a minute. I only want to say a word to Bussy, no more than a word. I confess to Bussy that I told her lies. One cannot make people fly by means of Kabbalah. One may fly oneself, and I will show her after the festival how I can fly. I will rise from this same spot on the logs before her eyes, and in a moment reach the other side of the clouds. From there I will turn a little to the right. You see, there all things end, and one comes upon the shore of the frozen ocean. Bussy listens attentively. The sun is sending down its last rays and kissing the earth. What is the frozen sea? asks Bussy. You don't know what the frozen sea is? It is a sea whose waters are thick as liver and salt as brine. No ships can ride on it. When people fall into it, they can never get out again. Bussy looks at me with big eyes. Why should you go there? Am I going, little fool? I fly over it like an eagle. In a few minutes I shall be over the dry land, and at the twelve mountains that spit fire. At the twelfth hill, at the very top, I shall come down and walk seven miles, until I come to a thick forest. I shall go in and out of the trees until I come to a little stream. I shall swim across the water and count seven times seven. A little old man with a long beard appears before me and says to me, What is your request? I answer, Bring me the Queen's daughter. What Queen's daughter? asks Bussy, and I imagine she is frightened. The Queen's daughter is the princess who was snatched away from under the wedding canopy and bewitched and put into a palace of crystal seven years ago. What has that to do with you? What do you mean by asking what it has to do with me? I must go and set her free. You must set her free? Who else? You need not fly so far. Take my advice, you need not. Bussy takes hold of my hand, and I feel her little white hand is cold. I look into her eyes, and I see in them the reflection of the red-gold sun that is bidding farewell to the day, the first bright warm Passover day. The day dies by degrees. 
The sun goes out like a candle. The noises of the day are hushed. There is hardly a living soul in the street. In the little windows shine the lights of the festival candles that have just been lit. A curious, a holy stillness wraps us round, Bussy and myself. We feel that our lives are fast merging in the solemn stillness of the festival evening. Pshimak! Pshimak! My mother calls me for the third time to go with my father to the synagogue. Do I not know myself that I must go to prayers? I will sit here another minute, one minute, no more. Bussy hears my mother calling me. She tears her hand from mine, gets up, and drives me off. Shimak, you are called, you! Go, go! It is time! Go, go! I get up to go. The day is dead. The sun is extinguished. Its gold beams have turned to blood. A little wind blows, a soft, cold wind. Bussy tells me to go. I throw a last glance at her. She is not the same, Bussy. In my eyes she is different on this bewitching evening. The enchanted princess runs in my head, but Bussy does not leave me time to think. She drives me off. I go. I turn round to look at the enchanted princess, who is completely merged into the beautiful Passover evening. I stand like one bewitched. She points to me to go, and I imagine I hear her saying to me in the words of the Song of Songs, Make haste, my beloved and be thou like to a roe or a young heart upon the mountains of spices. End of chapter 1